Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. It's nice not to have to preview a game for a 4-13 team. <laughs> and instead, Bo, we get to talk about a potential head coaching candidate for the Arizona Cardinals in D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, it's exciting when we started to break down our short list. D'Amico Ryan was right on the outside of the top two, right? He was in our top three, no doubt about it. But as far as this kind of loaded crop of coordinators, he's been our top pick. And for the Arizona Cardinals to kind of just be in on him yeah. means Michael Bidwell watches this show, right? That's it? I, I mean, you would hope. <laughs> I'm hopeful of that for, for many different reasons. But, you know, you've got Adam Peters from San Francisco. And yeah. this is important. Had basically said hard pass to the Titans, to the Cardinals. It sounds like everybody has reached out with an opening to D'Amico Ryans, and why wouldn't you? They've got a historic defense this year. I would argue he's done more with less when comparison to somebody like Robert Sala. So let me pose this question to you, Bo. We've asked for an interview being the Arizona Cardinals. Do you think they get one? Do you think they have a sit-down with D'Amico? Yeah, I think that he's not as big of a nerd as uh, Adam Peters, who says he's going to focus on the playoffs. When the he's Excel the, documents? He's the assistant GM. Yeah. Is he just scouring the waiver wires? Is he going to find that roster bolstering move during January for the 49ers, a, a roster that's kind of been in place outside of the quarterback position all season long. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. But D'Amico Ryan's actually talked this week to the media and was 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 asked because it's it's the giant pink elephant in the room, you know, about him getting interview requests this offseason. And he said he was humbled by it. And he yeah. wants to do it for guys who didn't get the opportunity before him. There's actually a coach on his staff who's been in the league for a long time that never got the opportunity Probably because this league was was so far behind as far as getting minorities, you know, proper opportunities for head coaching positions, for front office positions. But D'Amico Ryan's, I think, just out of respect uh, for anybody that requests him, I'm sure he'll give them the interview. I don't think that he's going to be, you know, a guy that's going to say thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to wait for the perfect opportunity. I think he looks at a lot of these openings. I think he's going to be opportunistic with it. He can see the value in a lot of these franchises. I mean, there was a report before the season ended, before week 18, for the Niners, before they just bludgeoned the Arizona Cardinals, uh, that he didn't even want to talk to Houston. And that seems like that's changed once, yeah. once, since we've talked to D'Amico Ryan. Well, but, and the Cardinals would have to have some patience with him, too, because sure. presumably you couldn't hire him and have him come into the building until the Niners... We assume barf lengthy playoff run is over, although they could lose this weekend. You, you never know. But, uh, you know, Seattle, 
Well, we're being a little hopeful here. I, I, that's going to be ugly. The spread. Have another uh, earthquake. Yeah, ten, ten and a half on, on DraftKings. I know I said it was Friday too. It just it feels like Friday because there's so much good news coming out with this team. I, if you would have told me, Bo, we would be sitting here last week and that the Cardinals would make wholesale changes. They'd have the third overall pick, and they would have presumably two of the top three candidates on our list ready for interviews or potentially in Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryan. I mean, I know nothing's sealed yet. We've got speculation to talk about Vance Joseph here sure. in a little bit. But, I mean, you got to feel pretty good playing with house money if you're Cardinal fans. Yeah, you should. And like I said, it's it's some good things uh, to, to debate over, right? It's some good problems to have. And, you know, I think you're seeing... And hopefully with the Ryan's interview request, uh, hopefully he accepts it. Um, and, and hopefully Sean Payton accepts their interview request that the Arizona Cardinals will start to kind of cook with gas in that department. And we had an interview with an external GM candidate today in Cunningham. But, yep. you know, to stay focused on this head coaching position, uh, you know, it's you've got two defensive coordinators from the same division. One's an internal candidate, one's an external candidate, Johnny. I just... You kind of got some flack on Twitter today uh, from the Arizona Cardinals' heart and soul, Buda Baker. Oh, really? I missed. I just, must have missed this. But he's just stating straight facts about Vance Joseph because between D'Amico Ryan's and Vance Joseph's, if you if you if you put pit them up head to head, I don't even think it's a conversation. The Cardinals had to make a choice between the two of them. Uh, Buda Baker going to going to bat for his guy response to Johnny Venerable on Twitter saying, don't do that to my guy. It's a complimentary game. You have to play complimentary football in this league. Just looking at the stat book doesn't reflect on the games you watch. Just cut the tape on. Saying for you to check out this defense in action. Johnny's initial tweet for our podcast listeners. Under Vance Joseph in 2022, the Cardinals allowed the second most points in the NFL, 26.4. Joseph was historically stingent. Stringent with the playing time of Arizona young, youngsters, despite being gifted top picks. You, you threw some names in there. Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, uh, Zach Allen, Byron Murphy in year two because he wasn't kind of throwing the wolves. I mean, what's going on here? You know, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's one thing to And don't drag Buddha. You better not be dragging Buddha. No, here. there will be no ill will <laughs> spoken to Buddha Baker on this podcast. I'm honored. He has since deleted the tweet. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe he looked up some advanced metrics on the Cardinals defense and said, maybe I should walk that back a hot minute. You should not be considered for a head coaching job, no matter how impressive you are, Vance Joseph. And you're an impressive guy. We saw it on Hard Knocks. He's gotten head coaching interviews before. He's been a successful D.C., you gave up 26.7 points per game this year. That is not a guess or an estimate. Those really happened. Now, were you hampered by your offense? And I saw this a lot under my tweet, like, well, that's because of Cliff Kingsbury and the offense did this. And Yeah, no shit. Cliff Kingsbury's fired now. He didn't get to keep his job. If you're Vance Joseph, let's just put it this way. If you run Blockbuster Video, if you're the CEO of Blockbuster mm -hmm. and you're terrible at your job, and you're fired and the company goes under, the VP doesn't get to stick around and then take over, right? If you're part of a failing entity, the only one that gets to keep his job no matter what is one person. It's Michael Bidwell. He owns the team. Do I think Vance Joseph is a serious contender for this job? I do not. I could eat crow for this. So could my co-host here. Yeah. I, I believe Vance Joseph is put in place, really, if the Cardinals hit DEFCON 5 and everybody rejects their interviews, D'Amico, Sean Payton, if it just doesn't go well, and they need a fallback option. And that's no disrespect to Vance Joseph. 
I hope he goes on to have a, a very successful career. But we tried to punch some numbers today as it relates to Vance Joseph. And Buddha says, we well, have to check the tape. Mm -hmm. So I rolled the clocks back a couple of years. And Vance, I checked the tape. And if you can remember, the Cardinals, in my opinion, friends and family who are watching the show, first of all, like and subscribe, had two games in particular with Vance Joseph, with the defense, that they could have locked up a postseason berth and a division title. So let me take you back to November of 2020. It was a pandemic season. The Cardinals were hosting C.J. Beathard and the San Francisco 49ers who were living in Arizona because they physically could not play football in Santa Clara because of COVID stipulations. They had nothing to play for. Let's check the box score. Vance Joseph, C.J. Beathard, three touchdowns, a perfect passer rating. Jeff Wilson runs a, about a 5.540, went for a buck 83 on the day. <laughs> Guys are running wide open. And yes, the offense was ass that day. Robert Sala probably got a head coaching job on this coaching job alone. Vance Joseph in a winner-go-home game, in a game they go to the playoffs, they would have secured their ninth victory of the season, wet the bed against C.J. Beathard. No, everybody looked out of position. Nobody looked ready to play. Those are his guys. This is his third year in the NFL, or excuse me, second year with the Arizona Cardinals. And C.J. Beathard did that. Yeah. So if you're thinking to yourself, Bo, well, I'm not convinced. Mm -hmm. This, you know, throw this out the window. Pandemic season, blah, blah, blah. It has to get better, right? Wrong. December last year. Excuse me, January last year. <laughs> season finale. Week 17, week 18 against the Seattle Seahawks. The Arizona Cardinals win and you win the division. The L.A. Rams lost to the 49ers. It's there for you. It's gifted. Kyler Murray in the offense plays pretty well. 30 points. What happens? You play Russell Wilson, a terrible Seahawk team. What Russell Wilson we have seen this year is washed. And you get worked. Worked big time. 38 points. Rashad Penny opens you up and stomps a mud hole in your ass. 190 wow. yards. Uh, we're working on another graphic here. But it, it just goes to show you. Okay, he's had 182 good. and 190, right? Was that Jeff Wilson Jr. Yes. and Rashad Penny? Both Win over and go home games yeah. for this friend. And I'm not even talking about the playoff game. Okay, these are meaningful, impactful games. How many of those kind of games has the Arizona Cardinals played in yeah. over the course of Vance Joseph's tenure? When they needed the defense to step up, it didn't. And so I know Vance Joseph, he's had some good statistics, he's had some good games. But what about the development, Bo? of young players on this team that I pointed out in the tweet. We've all seen it with our eyes, but let's do a deep dive, friends, of the top four draft picks since Vance Joseph has been here. You mentioned Byron Murphy. It was DEFCON 5 in 2019, Bo, because Patrick Peterson got mm -hmm. suspended. Robert Alford got hurt. So he had to play a bunch, so we're thinking, awesome. You know, he didn't have a great 2019, but he's going to build off of this. Nope. Vance Joseph says, Byron, less snaps in year two. Egregious for somebody that's the 33rd overall pick. What about Zach Allen? Well, he was kind of hurt his first year, 2019, 36 snaps per game. What about 2020? Two snaps more. Not very good. What about Isaiah Simmons? Look how they've massacred my boy. The eighth overall pick, <laughs> the unicorn. 2020, Isaiah Simmons played 23 snaps a game. We all remember week one against Kyle Shanahan. He got exposed in one play. Vance, boop, off the field. He had 12 snaps per game, just like Zayvon Collins, through October. And then, of course, Zayvon Collins last year, 16th overall pick. Terrible run defense. In 2021, Zayvon Collins played 12 snaps per game. 
You want to know why Byron Murphy and Zach Allen don't have contracts right now? Because we didn't know enough about them early in their career because they didn't play. So now you want to turn the reins over to Vance Joseph as your head coach? Buddha, with all due respect, you had two years in the NFL before your development was handed over to Vance Joseph. Not everybody is Buda Baker, the football player, with your acumen. But the fact that he has been so, I would call it, disrespectful with the time of rookies <laughs> where he would put a Ben Neiman out there. And I didn't even talk about Bo, Majay Sanders, you know, playing behind Dennis Gardeck, Marcus Golden taking time away from Cameron Thomas. I, I appreciate what Buda Baker was trying to do. But the numbers don't lie. Yeah, Maje, 20% of the snaps on defense this year, 21% from Cameron Thomas from your top defensive picks from the most recent draft. And like I, I think you said this off air, you might have not have said it on air, that it would be unfair to pit Vance Joseph against the uh, D'Amico Ryans. who And was, Steve Wilkes. Right, and Steve Wilkes. Well, I mean, 49ers total defensive performance in 2022, first in yards against, first in points allowed, while the Cardinals total defensive performance, 21st in yards against, second most points surrendered in the NFL. I mean, it's not even in the same ballpark to think that one's going to get an interview. They're both going to get an interview. It's like the uh, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it, it's just... The, the players obviously respect him, and I think that you can see that from Buda Baker uh, at one point today going to bat for him before yeah. deleting the tweet, uh, that he he respects his guy. He, he's a guy that he's played hard for and maybe was the only guy playing at 100% as far as his, his energy in, in playing hurt, playing, you know, we, we, we saw it all unfold on hard knocks, but beyond, you know, a, a token respectful interview, mm -hmm. that's all it should be. There, there shouldn't be a legit chance that... Vance Joseph gets his second head coaching opportunity uh, after a failed opportunity in Denver at 11 and 21. It's it's just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't equal to what we heard in the comments from Michael Bidwell on Monday after firing Cliff Kingsbury. Casting a wide net. Pedro in the chat says it all. Seeing Ben Neiman and Nick Vigil on the field more than Collins Tanner and Vallejo. Simmons. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the list goes on and on. Zeke Turner's it's there's there's guys that have just no business playing significant snaps for this team that kind of that's were in front and stonewalling high drafted rookies and guys that you needed to develop and to your yeah. point i mean it's so too too often this team gets to an impending free agency that off season and you don't know enough about the guy whether to pay him overpay him or uh try to figure something out to keep him in the building it's it happens far too often with this organization and Do that's Due to the coaching staff. It's unacceptable. Do not be spoon-fed the garbage that is on social media and Twitter right now of people saying, well, Cliff put the defense in bad positions. That is true. That's I would agree with that 100%. The defense outplayed the offense in the first half of the year. Robert Sala, with a worse offense in with the New York Jets, gave up 18 points per game this year. That's what an elite head coach that coaches defense is supposed to look like. Now, they didn't make the playoffs because the offense was shit. Mm -hmm. If Vance Joseph was pulling that out of his ass, right, and they were losing games 17-10 or 13-10, like Robert Sala, who literally has, like, XFL-level quarterback play, right, and they're barely losing games, I could, you could make an argument for Vance Joseph. You allowed the second most points in the NFL in a division that has backups and backups to backups, right? You're not playing the Bills like Robert Sala. Well, I just to me, you're not playing Mike McDaniel's offense with all those weapons. You're playing Brock Purdy. You're playing. You got swept by Geno Smith. You're playing the L.A. Rams. What's left of them? I, to me, it's it's just 
the only way it happens is if they get told no by every candidate. And I, while I don't think that that's possible, right. Michael Bidwell has to have a fail safe. And I here's what I will say, and I'll commend him for this, is like, you don't want to just pull a Levy Smith. You know the guys, obviously you respect Vance Joseph. If you are if you don't get a big fish, if you don't go out there with your harpoon, and for whatever reason, if, if people don't like Kyler Murray, if people don't like the state of the franchise, it would be easy to just say, okay, Vance, Hold the ship down. Let's see how you do. Let's see what we can do in the offseason, get you some help. Instead of just going one-off with a coach that you don't really love anyway. Because we know Vance and, yeah. and Michael have a good relationship. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing is the worst of all realities for Arizona Cardinals fans. Right. I mean, and the, and the numbers, I mean, and you can look at this entire schedule and you can think of just moments that stood out where this defense could have could have uh, stepped up, right? They were put in a position to make stops yeah. and, and catapult this team that was struggling on offense, especially through the first six games of the season. And you look at a couple times, you know, uh, against Seattle, right? Yeah. Against Seattle where they had the boot. It was it was on hard knocks and he's yelling the boot, the boot, the boot. You can say that's on the players. You can look at the tape and you can see where the breakdown was. Say, how that's, how's that on Vance Joseph? But at the end of the day, you have to put your guys in position to be successful. And if if it's not players resonated, have to make right, plays, right. how often we? But that? I mean, I mean, if if that's what you're going to go off of, I mean, it, it's just then everybody, nobody's going to lose their job, right? right? But you have some, you have to be able. Your messaging has to resonate with these players enough to when the key situations come up that the team isn't in a position to give up a 50 plus yard play in crunch time when you needed a stop. They didn't get that. Remember against the Chargers. The Arizona Cardinals. I know that the offense stalled out three times. It wasn't. It wasn't a good enough offensive no. performance. Kyler Murray honed up to that. But as far as the defense, it. I mean, they they weren't in the worst situation, and they just folded like a chair. Yeah. Against Austin Eckler on the on the play that got him in the end zone, and then the two point conversion was brutal. Mm-hmm. Where they, Isaiah Simmons it's wasn't easy. Even, couldn't even compete. Yeah, it was too easy. It was hot hot, hot knife through butter. And, you know, I think you can say you can say all you want as far as execution and it falls on the players. Right. And look at the tape. But at the end of the day, and Vance Joseph has said this, this is a results league. He didn't produce the results as the defensive coordinator, as the head coach of the defenses. He's often been called enough. I mean, last season was the outlier as far as his tenure here in Arizona. Well, I'll, I'll build off of that in the first half. And then he had a Cliff Kingsbury fall from grace in the second half. Hello, does anybody remember when this team went to Detroit and got destroyed by the one-win Detroit Lions? Do you remember when Carson uh, Carson Wentz carved this team up on Christmas Day? It's Carson Wentz's best game of the season. That came against Vance Joseph. Of course, we talked about the collapse against the Seattle Seahawks. The L.A. Rams went into Arizona last year on Monday Night Football and put it on uh, this defense in, in the tune of Odell Beckham with multiple touchdowns. They got worse as the season went on. And so I I just it's one of those things where don't let your hatred for Cliff Kingsbury blind you of the reality that Vance Joseph is also not deserving. There can be tears. One does not have to equal the other. Well, if Cliff is bad, that means Vance is good and we're going to promote Vance. No, it turns out no one is qualified on this coaching staff to be a head coach in 2023. Yeah, we thanks to Brian for the two dollar super chat. Great coaches get more from the players. Absolutely correct. What do you think Vance Joseph puts on his resume? Uh, what do you think he puts in his cover letter as far as 
How how is he pitching himself? What's his elevator speech to Michael the, Bidwell? The players love me. I'm beloved. Yeah, I'm it, not Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, is I, he gonna wear that on his shirt? I'm I carry. <laughs> I carried hard knocks. Right. I walk around the block. We get our exercise in the morning. I won't embarrass you off the field. I mean, that that's that would have been. Here here's write a big fat check and a thank you letter to two people for this year: Vance Joseph and J.J. Watt. Because they got you through the tough times, right? But the, you don't have to put a ring on it. You don't have to commit long term. Like we all have that person. If you're dating somebody and you go through a bad breakup and you need that next person, what's it? The, the bridge, the rebound person. Yeah, rebound. Yeah, it felt like even though Cliff was still in house, like Vance Joseph was kind of like the rebound. Like help us out, Vance. Be a savant. Be a spokesman. And that's probably why he's getting an interview. And I hate to speak like that in hyperboles. But, but he me, should be friend zoned, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. He's there. There's no serious romantic future there with no. with your friend zone DC Vance Joseph. No doubt about it, right? It's just he just doesn't do it for you. He doesn't. Then, he shouldn't do it for anybody, no. any fan base at the head coaching position. Uh, I just that that's just going too far. Steve Wilkes today is a better defensive coach than Vance Joseph today, hmm. and that is indisputable. He did less with more with Carolina, and if if that's a reality that you want as an owner. Uh, that that's going to be sad when Carolina doesn't hire Steve Wilkes and you hire Vance Joseph. But I don't more think with less? you think he did more with less in Carolina. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean he's got a couple first round. Derek Brown, he's got J.C. Horn. Well, I mean he plays his first round picks. I don't know what with Brian Arizona. Burns is a beast. He at least had a pass rush. But yeah. at the same time, he doesn't know, have a Buddha. He doesn't have a Jalen. Tip of the cap to Carolina to getting those guys developed, right. getting them the PT necessary for them to take strides. We don't. I mean. Is it going to surprise you if Zach Allen's not back, if Byron Murphy's not back, and they go on and have success elsewhere? Look what I know that he did a lot, meaning Vance Joseph, for Hassan Reddick's development. And that's a problem with the Cardinals in general because they played him out of position. But I mean, Vance, the development of Isaiah Simmons is Vance Joseph. I was surprised that we didn't see Isaiah Simmons after he played 30 snaps in two games. <laughs> Come to the defense yeah. of Vance Joseph. I, maybe I'm he shocked. got maybe he pulled Buddha's phone away from him. They're out to lunch today. He's, delete no, he's out at the he's doing pottery. He's too busy. He's got clay on his hands because he's doing pottery with DeAndre Hopkins. We will not have blood on our hands on this <laughs> podcast. We will be upfront and sincere with all of you. And if you want to check out the head coaching odds right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sean Payton, plus 300. Vance Joseph, plus 300. Then there's a big drop-off. I think Byron Leftwich is next in line at plus 1,400. I wonder if D'Amico Ryan is going to start to uptick. You would love to see that. We want to see you. We would love to see you on the DraftKings Sportsbook app ahead of NFL Wild Card Weekend because guess what? All new and existing customers can get a no-sweat free bet each day of the Wild Card round. All you got to do is place an NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses... You get a free bet back up to 10 bucks. So put it 10 bucks down. If you lose, you get that 10 spot back. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. New customers also can bet $5 on any NFL game. And if you win, you get $200 in free bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Bo, my DraftKings pick of the week. I'm going with an upset special Ooh. money line win. I'm picking Danny Dimes and Brian Dable to go into Minnesota spicy. and beat the Vikings this weekend. That's spicy. Absolutely. And, and that organization alone should give Cardinals fans hope yes. that uh, this thing could be turned around because the Giants had nothing going for them at this time last year. They needed a full reset. They needed a new uh, roster architect and a new head coach, and they were able to find some 
really good candidates and secured them and they've turned things around. No doubt about it. We're throwing a party tomorrow, Friday the 13th, hanging out at Dobson Ranch Golf Course for the PHNX Tea Party, the inaugural PHNX Tea Party. It's presented by our friends over at Four Peaks and they're doing more than just throwing their name on this. They're actually going to bring some delicious Four Peaks beer samples that you don't want to miss out on with some great food from some of our great vendors, food and drink, merchandise, contests like long drives, putting contests, things that you're not going to want to miss out on because Dobson Ranch Golf Course, it's not it's it's not you just go there and you find the driving range, you find the putting green and that's it. It's it's more geared up like top golf on steroids, like a classier top golf, yeah. a better top golf. Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We've also got our watch party going down, watching the Suns and T-Wolves. PHNX Suns podcast is going to be doing their pregame. They're going to do the watch long. And then, of course, they're going to do their postgame party, probably breaking down another heartbreaking loss. Hopefully not. <laughs> Join us tomorrow. Johnny and myself, producer Sean's going to be there. Everybody from the PHNX crew is going to be hanging out. Families are going to be there because kids 10 and under, they get in for free. Find the link in the description here in the show notes. Get and reserve your spot today, and we'll talk some more Cardinals head coaching candidates. We'll give you the latest. We we love it's beyond these lights being on, these cameras being on, these mics being hot. We love talking Cardinals football. We want to talk Cardinals football with you at the PHNXT party. We love to see it. Thank you, Joel, for the four ninety nine super chat. Buddha's tweet told me that the players played bad and made mistakes, and the coaches couldn't fix it. All the players love Cliff too. Absolutely, like you can love a coach and also know, yeah, probably not the best at his job. And guess what? Not all great coaches are beloved. Some are lead through fear. You think everybody loves Bill Belichick when they play for him? No, they all talk shit about him when they leave. But they trust the process, and the process works for them, or at least historically speaking, when they had Tom Brady. So you just you can't be everybody's friend. And I, while I do think that Vance will rip into people more than Cliff Kingsbury, mm-hmm. I mean, we've got the sample size. Yeah. I mean, he was not good as a head coach in Denver, and then he came to Arizona, and he was an average defensive coordinator. You would have to have an elite offensive coordinator to take advantage of your most valuable asset or just most valuable franchise piece that you need to fix in Kyler Murray. Like, Vance Joseph isn't going to be able to fix the quarterback issue. He couldn't do anything in Denver now. He was given, you know, a few ham sandwiches. They drafted Paxton Lynch. But as far as quarterback development, it never happened under Vance Joseph. So you would have to go out and find somebody. And Vance Joseph wasn't able to go out and bolster this coaching staff with much. Uh, during his tenure here with the shortcomings that Cliff Kingsbury kind of had as far as bringing to this roster and coaching staff. So it's just, I thought Michael Bidwell's message on Monday was that this team certainly is not going to stand for, you know, the putrid 4-13 and record that they had this season, but he also isn't going to stand for the ceiling that Cliff Kingsbury and his coaching staff had hit, and that was mediocre, mediocrity. And he does, you know, what Vance Joseph, I think, also has a ceiling, and that's mediocrity. So to preach that message basically on Monday and then to go right back and then select Vance Joseph as your head coach completely just torpedoes that message he made on Monday. Yeah, because like we we could have seen Vance Joseph lead this team. You could have fired Cliff Kingsbury after the bye, around the bye, and given Vance time to see if he could turn this thing around, at least in the short term, see if players resonate with him. I, I, I'm guessing this, again... This just feels like a, a nice courtesy. If you remember, Cliff Kingsbury had no NFL contacts when he came to mm-hmm. the NFL. Steve Kime built his coaching roster 
especially on the defensive side. They had to court Michael and Steve Vance to come here after losing his job with Denver because, again, Vance is well-respected. He had a nice tenure in in Miami, and so he was probably going to be a sought-after D.C. I remember liking the hire at the time. But again, the, you you just you want to treat people right, and you're going to help him. You're going to do him a solid, but you can't make him the head coach. Uh, but whomever gets this job, whomever becomes the GM, one of the biggest questions they're going to have to answer this offseason, will DeAndre Hopkins be a part of this team, Bo? Uh, yeah, it's, signs are pointing to the Arizona Cardinals pivoting from the wide receiver one. Our guy Jordan Schultz, friend of the <clears> program, <throat> reported earlier this week that Michael Bidwell has been telling potential GMs. I wonder if he had that conversation today with Ian Cunningham Ooh. from the Bears. As he had his interview. Did he say, hey, what, what would you do? What would you look to command in return for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who showed immediately after coming off a six-game suspension that He's still wide receiver one. Now, he had to deal with not having his QB one in the lineup for the rest of the season for the most part and had to try to catch passes from Trace McSorley. Nine of them whizzed over his head by about 10 yards in his final performance. Nook's uh, final performance of the year. Uh, he Just one catch for four yards. Yeah, It was it was tough, and I'm sure that we saw the frustration from DeAndre Hopkins. He, he was talking about while he was playing pool poorly. On hard knocks, <laughs> yeah, but that was. By the way, that was shockingly bad. I can't believe the Cardinals, who had their fingerprints and everything, didn't try with DeAndre Hopkins to use some CGI to make those balls go in. <laughs> Somebody needs to help my man Hop. If he if he's leaving the desert, get him some pool lessons first. Oh man! So I mean, to answer your question, it's it looks like that the I mean the report is that they're gonna the plan is to try to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Now there's so many different variables that go into it, right? 31-year-old receiver making a ton of money, no trade clause. As far as dead cap, he's got a lot of it potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to come down to can they get enough in return for DeAndre Hopkins? What's the plan to uh to to move forward at the wide receiver position without DeAndre Hopkins because it's Hollywood Brown on the roster next year and then beyond that Rondell Moore who's always in the training room, can't rely upon him. You don't have anybody. No. Like, you're going to cut Robbie Anderson, right? I mean, you're not going to see. That's an easy move. He's AJ make, Green gone. AJ Green probably retires, right? Thanks for that Joe Montana gadget play 77-yard tutty. Uh, right off in the sunset on that one. Yeah. And then Greg Dortch is a free agent. He, he told us straight up. He said he was frustrated with his role. It's going to take the new coaching staff in the front office to woo him back because he's going to go get opportunities elsewhere. He put enough out there on tape. Uh, that he he wants probably a legit role going forward. So, I mean, when you look at DeAndre Hopkins and the question is if he's going to be traded this offseason, I think it's got to be just a touch over 50% that he's not back. Yeah, I would agree with that. And again, it's got to be frustrating if you're Michael Woodwell. All these premium assets and resources spent on receiving cores, and now you're left with a, a lot of uncertainty. But we're going to play a fun game on this show right now because I would imagine, as Jordan Schultz pointed out, Cardinals are going to have no shortage of suitors, Bo Brock, for DeAndre Hopkins. And we put together, I think, some of the usual suspects and their draft compensation for 2023. Here is what we think. Pick your D-Hop trade package. Now, I only took the first three rounds. So, of course, you could add fourths, fifths, etc. You could even add a player. Mm-hmm. But this is 2023 draft compensation for teams like the Giants, Patriots, Ravens, Bears, Packers and Titans initial thoughts and reactions when you look at this package because I looked at you know I thought the Giants man now that pick could go up or down depending if they lose this weekend but man that's that's enticing to me right they've got to figure out as far as what they're gonna do 
with Danny Dimes, right? Yeah. Who's getting far too many flowers in the media. I think people calling him, having him ahead of like Dak Prescott is that's wild. And Tom Brady is yeah. the playoff quarterbacks. But I mean, DeAndre Hopkins with that no trade clause, it doesn't matter what your comp- compensation is. I mean, Lamar Jackson. If if they can figure out what is he franchise tagged is is he he's probably likely in Baltimore next year so that's probably something he would sign off on playing with a guy like Justin Fields in Chicago is something he would sign off on I, I don't think that number one's in play there no but you know Green Bay's a little bit more interesting because we don't know what the future of Aaron Rodgers is going to be yeah. if A Rodge is back then I think. DeAndre would want to go there and play with him and kind of pick up where Devontae Adams left off. Agreed. Tennessee, they've got to figure out their quarterback situation. There's no way he wants to go to Tennessee and play in Nashville with Malik Willis, right? I just put them on there because do they try to reset the horrific decision last year of trading A.J. Brown? Yeah, get them for an overcorrection? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean, when you look, bookies.com put it out today as far as who's going to be the betting favorites to land DeAndre Hopkins and the Kansas City Chiefs were number one on that list. That's shocking to They're me. Plus three hundred, and just behind them is, is somebody you had a team on, you had on this list. Sean, New, can we see that one more time? New England Patriots at plus three twenty five because we know the love affair between Nuke and uh, and Bill Belichick. But does he want to go catch passes from Mac McCorkle Jones? That's another question. You what know? if Cliff's his OC? Wouldn't that be shocking? He gets do, Cliff Kingsbury. Do you think he wants that? No, probably not. That's that could that could hamper this whole deal. I'll tell you what though. Packers you, are third, by the way. Pa- Packers four, Packers have to be one of the best options. Rodgers is coming back. I saw somebody say sixty million dollars next year guarantees. He said the money doesn't matter to him. Oh bullshit. He's and, already got generational wealth. He said uh, he doesn't the money is not a factor. And I think if you're Green Bay and you want him back, you could go out and get a D hop. But you got let's just talk realism here. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, you have to get one, at least one of those second-round picks, 55, 46, 45, 56, 41, to at least start the conversation. Would you I agree love, with that? Yeah, I love that Baltimore has the 23rd overall pick. Right? Isn't that we traded we trade for Hollywood Brown? So the cards traded away for Hollywood Brown, 23rd. That's as it stands right now. If they yeah. get eliminated. So 1 through 18 is set right now. So this is... These first round picks. There's some asterisks on yeah. Giants and, and and Ravens, but I mean that those Packer picks, man. Like, uh, could swip pick swaps be in place? Could you get 40, 45 to me is like the most. If I had to ask the most realistic pick on there, it's forty five. Because what do the Packers need a second round pick for this year? Go get DeAndre Hopkins. Try to elevate yourself back. Imagine DeAndre and Christian Watson. It'd be unbelievable. That'd be filthy. And then the car- pick forty five plus a little change. Get a fourth, maybe mm-hmm. get a fifth. That pick 45 is that center to take over for Billy Price. Pick 45 is that edge rusher if you don't take Will Anderson and vice versa. If you take a deep defensive tackle at pick 45. The Cardinals need more swings at the plate. And DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, you guys may disagree. I just feel like he's a luxury for the Cardinals right now for a team that's not going to have Kyler yeah. Murray. Matthew Burgess says get a first rounder, period. I just think when he's going into his age 31 year, that's where it gets tricky. Yeah. I know that we've seen, and that's been kind of uh, trending in the league, but Devontae Adams, just he, he was 28 when he was traded for. Hollywood Brown was 24. A.J. Brown was 24. And then you had, uh, who was the fourth guy that was? Uh, Tyreek Hill was 27 or 28. So those guys are all in their 20s. I think a, a first round pick is it's pretty steep. You know, it's, when we see the Chiefs as the number one team, the betting favorite, Andy Reid has a history of doing this. He traded for Terrell Owens. You know how old T.O. was when he went to Philly? 31 years old. 
Oh, man. I, you should have helped me make that graphic. That's fantastic. This is also good. Arius, $1.99 Super Chat. Thank you so much, my man. If Peyton is hired, D-Hop stays, question mark, restructure contract, twofold. Number one, Cardinals are going to need supplemental draft picks to, to help offset the Peyton cost that we feel like is going to be at least a second round or a third round pick. So you're going to, if they lose pick 35, pick 45 would help offset that. Plus, and I think this, again, we don't talk about this enough. Like Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis, they were so good at drafting and developing. Yeah. Like they, 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 they went out and they found Jimmy Graham and they found Michael Thomas and they found Alvin Kamara all, all outside the first round. They're the anti-kime. Like, they traded away Jimmy Graham for, what, a first-round pick to Seattle, and that was a disaster for the Seahawks, and we all laughed at And a at starting center. Mark, and right? a starting center. Like, oh, no, they swapped. They yeah. swapped centers. Yeah, yeah. But they just it just makes my point. Like, their time is in April. They, that's their DNA. And I think that's what Michael Bidwell wants, especially when you're paying Kyler Murray a premium. Well, you, you can't be relying on older players. That's an interesting trade to kind of revisit because they were able to bring in Seattle starting center at that time. Right. And it, it kind of solidified their offensive line. That's the that's where their approach was, right? They yeah. felt like, hey, we can trade this guy that is going to be a very valuable asset that people are going to come calling our phones for. And Jimmy Graham, everybody wants this playmaking tight end that we were able to turn from a basketball player at the U at Miami into an elite tight end. Uh, and they don't know how to probably utilize them and in, in kind of in hindsight looking at Russell Wilson didn't know what to do with that weapon that yeah. he had up there in Seattle is a little little sobering but as far as what you know he they wanted to solidify that offensive line as far as the draft capital that they sunk into it that has to excite you if that becomes something that becomes fruition as far as the Sean Payton sweeps tapes but we'll have to see because he's got his first interview set now for Tuesday first day he's eligible to talk to any team Due to NFL rules, it's the, the the Denver Broncos are locked in to talk to him in LA on next Tuesday. Cardinals are going to get your chance, uh, their chance. You're going to get your chance to go to Underdog Fantasy, UnderdogFantasy.com. It's where daily fantasy is done differently. We are off your long fantasy. We did not have a good fantasy football season here at PHNX. At least these two schmucks up here. <laughs> we are exclusive now to daily fantasy. I want to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. It does fantasy football, basketball differently. And I emphasize differently, you've got multiple options, especially with the NBA draft, up to six NBA players, no positional limits. You could go point guard, shooting guards, go absolutely nuts. And speaking of nuts, we've got a full slate of NFL playoffs this weekend that you can cash in big on Underdog Fantasy with up to five of your best friends, buddies, whomever, acquaintances, or head-to-head, -head, you can battle one-on-one. -on -one. All you got to do, it's so easy to get started, go to underdogfantasy.com. Download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX, Underdog Fantasy, get this, is going to double your first deposit up to $100. So if you're thinking to yourself, and I want to bet too much of my money, I want to keep some of my funds safe, put in a hundred, bam, Underdog is going to give you a hundred for free right now. All you got to do, underdogfantasy.com, get in on the action today, Bo. You know, this is the first week that I'm not spending the bulk of my time at the Cardinals facility. I'm spending it here at the swanky PHNX studios, just filled with comfortable, good-looking furniture from more furniture. I, I'm nearly taking a nap out there in the lounge. Get work you done. You sleep though. on the job a lot, let's yeah, be I honest. Do. I mean, I'm sleeping when, when you're going on your rants most of the time. But we, as far as the desks back there, the workspaces, all the furnitures provide my more furniture 
feel as comfortable as I possibly could if it weren't that I don't go home to a house filled with more furniture because my wife and I tag team more furnitures, all their different different sales they had going on throughout the fall and the winter. Yep. You can continue to take advantage of those as well. Morefurniture.com. They got their white glove delivery. They'll put and set up your furniture where you want it, exactly where you want it. You can be as annoying as you possibly can by telling them where you want it, and they're not going to care because it's the white glove delivery. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture.com. Got some housekeeping items. The Cardinals' search for a general manager continues on. The Cardinals requested permission to interview Ravens director of player personnel. I could just stop there, and everybody would be excited about Ravens and personnel. Joe Horowitz for their GM. Hortiz, I'm sorry. Yeah. Joe Hortiz for their general manager opening per sources. This is from Adam Schefter. Uh, he interviewed last year with the Giants, the Steelers. He has spent 25 years with the Ravens. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of a pattern, Bo. Ian Cunningham today, Ravens background. Mm-hmm. Of course, Joe today, Ravens background. I just, I like what we're seeing from Michael Bidwell. He's got five external GM candidates. Two internal, so seven guys in total he's going to talk to. I mean, I, I would feel comfortable if I was a Cardinal fan. If you're rooting for an external hire, and, and we're, we haven't been shy about it, we are, and we love Adrian Wilson. Yeah. But I just, the names he's bringing in, he's not screwing around. Yeah. The, the other guy that uh, was interviewed, it was reported or not reported, rumors that it was like uh, the guy from Buffalo. Yeah. The ex, first ex Malik, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so the Bills, he's been in that organization. He spent some time as far as the Cardinals organization a couple of years ago. I think he spent 12 years in the Cardinals organization, uh, which, you know, some people dislike. But, you know, if you're spending some time in Buffalo and you've seen how things have been working and, and the success that they've had, the sustain, sustained success they've had the last couple seasons, it should get Cardinals fans giddy. But just a list of, you know, very impressive up-and-comers, or you got guys who are established, guys that had success like Jerry Reese, who was part of two Super Bowl championships yeah. with the Giants. Uh, Ian Cunningham, as he said, ties to Baltimore, ran Carthon with what's going on in San Francisco, despite Peters declining the opportunity. We don't know what Carthon, if, if he's going to be a guy that will accept it. Uh, and then, uh, what was it, Monty Austinfort, he's the guy from Tennessee, right? Yeah. I think um, that's the one that probably doesn't inspire a whole lot of excitement. Well, they have an opening. Right. So it's like, hey, Monty, you can't get a job in your own building. Right. I mean, it's probably why you know Quentin Harris is interviewing with Tennessee, and he's probably like, oh, why can't you get the job in Arizona? And I would argue that what they've done in Tennessee has been more impressive. That's what we keep going back to with these externals is everybody can bring a resume of their success because all these teams have had successes. And Ian Cunningham, get rid of the Bears logo and look back what he did with Baltimore and Philadelphia if you need a litmus test, a template, uh, I should say. Whereas, and I again, I don't mean to keep knocking on these internal guys, but it's a what have you done for me lately league. The Cardinals have not been no, known as a draft and develop franchise. They have basically won through Kyler Murray and trying to out-athlete people through trades with Ertz and Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner. Look at all their impact players. They're all trades or free agent signings. That's not sustainable in the NFL. Whereas you look at these teams now that they're bringing in, Eagles, draft and develop, Jalen Hurts, second round, boom, Super Bowl picture, right? All these defensive stalwarts. Then you look at, you know, Tennessee. Tennessee wins despite quarterback play, despite premium players all over their roster. It's just solid. They hit double after double in the draft, at least historically. I look at somebody like Rand Carthon. 
I mean, I hate to say it, Bo, has there been a better drafting team outside of the Trey Lance pick, hopefully that's yeah. Adam Peters' work, than the San Francisco 49ers? <laughs> no, but when I look at what the Bears did this past draft, let me throw out some schools there, okay? With yeah. the exception of Southern Utah, these were the schools that they drafted out of. Washington, Pac-12, Penn State, Big Ten, Tennessee, SCC, SEC. You had San Diego State, Mountain West, right? You had Baylor, Big 12, yep. Illinois, Big Ten. You got Southern Cal. You got North Carolina State, the ACC. He's not going to go to. Is Tulsa on that list, by the way? <laughs> it's not. No Tulsa, no Pittsburgh State, no. Uh, what was it? Uh, was it Mercer at one point that they they plucked a wide receiver out of? It was just. It was it was unbelievable. I can't trash Temple anymore. UMass. We got Reddick's. UMass on that list. Oh no, we I, don't. We I don't have walk, UMass. I need to this. walk off the set. <laughs> that, I, I had blocked that out until just now that that had happened. That Andy Isabella went to UMass. Uh, Boston College, uh, you know, he's he's fine. Zach Allen's fine. SEC, That's the ACC. Yeah, was it when he played there? Yeah, it was. was the Big East was a long time ago. Yeah, it's dating myself here. Uh, I want an external GM. I want SEC players. And yeah. if you fail, you fail. I'm sorry. I just it's like this interview process, right? Like go out and get a big fish. If you fail, you fail. But you got to try, right? Steve Kime so many times tried to outthink the room. Like you, Chad Williams, right? <laughs> Uh, Grambling State. Yeah. Grambling State. I just you you are not smarter than everybody. These other GMs are laughing at the Cardinals historically with these picks. So now let's just get back to basics. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going nuts over Kyler Murray, and I get it. And it's easy. You know, there was an article that came out from Mike Silva Verbo, Valley Sports, talking about Kyler, and it was he. They've created a monster by giving him this money. I, I can tell you right now, even if Kyler Murray was healthy, and and whether or not his leadership style isn't your cup of tea, the roster's not good enough. It, like without Kyler Murray, with Kyler Murray, the roster is not good enough. You've got to put together a string of a quality draft or two, some free agent signings that hit to be able to get back in contention, like Seattle did. Like nobody looked at Geno Smith this time last year as the answer, but they fortified the roster. They're in yeah. the playoffs this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray, the reclamation project has to be, you know, what the next GM head coach combo that needs. To, they need to emphasize that. And it's it's he's not a lost cause. No. I mean, you can be turned off by some of the bad habits that have been developed over the last couple this last season and a half. Uh, was it the article that said ever since he signed that contract that he was out of control? Yeah, or that, it didn't work as hard. Yeah, I, just, I, I again, I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mm-hmm. mouth. Is that also like he didn't respect Cliff Kingsbury too? Because we know that from Josh Weinfuss's article. Yeah, yeah, I, I think. It's, it's, it's got to be one of your top priorities, if not the top priority. And you just hope that the Arizona Cardinals, I, I'm sure they know that. I mean, Michael Bidwell, that was his, that was his entire offseason. I'm sure he was losing sleep at night about investing that much money into a single player. And he, you can bet your ass that he wants to get, this, get Kyler Murray back on track. Are we just throwing out random small schools in the chat? I love it if that's yeah. what we're doing. Panera Bread, right? Chick-fil-A, <laughs> Prep Tech. Uh, yeah, let's just, let's all just thank the football gods above that the first pick of the Arizona Cardinals in this, in this upcoming draft is either going to be from Georgia or Alabama. When is the last time that has happened? Decades upon decades, the two best programs in the last 10 years in college football, we're going to get the best defensive player. Maybe, maybe some assume like Jalen Carter is the poster child for this Georgia dynasty. Mm-hmm. And Will Anderson is the best pass rusher that Nick Saban has ever produced. Yeah. 
Seems pretty good. You want to kickstart this rebuild? Thirty-one and a half sacks in three seasons. You like that? Tackles for the loss in, in, in you know in the fifties. It's just an absolute problem coming off the edge. And where do the Arizona Cardinals they what they lack? And in both of them, pretty decent. I mean, Jalen Carter against the run is unreal. I mean, and Will Anderson as a pass rusher is is pretty well equipped for that as well. GC, yeah. Can we take a GCU player in the first round, Steve? Steve returns. Did you see the Bears? Their president went to GCU. He's a former GCU Hooper. All right. So let's not knock it. Okay. <laughs> well, I just okay. Like we don't want our first round picks from GCU. Let's just be honest there. Uh, we don't have football. Yes, we've had a blast this week. You're gonna have a blast. Go phnx.com. Become a diehard. There's time. You become a diehard today. You're gonna get twenty percent off Dobson Ranch tomorrow at the tea party with us and Four Peaks. Become a diehard today. Pick up a free tee from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Look at that one. The Bird Gang one. We got new tees coming out. Get out of here, Shane. What's he rocking? Yeah, not some PHNX gear. Couldn't tell you what he's wearing. Uh, you can pick up a PHNX lid. You can shout at Bo and I at the member Discord, the mm. exclusive member Discord. We can talk about the potential GM, head coaching hires. We've got so much good content. Our guy, PHNX Cardinal Beat Reporter Howard Balls are writing articles. 90% of them are free. Use that promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-T-D. That's H-O-W-A-R-D with our guy Howard Balzer. Follow him on Twitter, Bo. Uh, but yeah, go PHNX.com. He's got a lot going on. Valdosta State. Isn't that the uh, alma of Christian Matthew? Seventh round pick. Played some downs there. On the Cardinals and what was the season. key word there? A seventh round pick. Right. We've got uh, more good times for you. If, if you're not going to join us for the tea party tomorrow, you need to go out and Hang out with our new partners over at the Octane Raceway in Maverick. We had a blast out there, team building uh, event that if it wasn't for such a fun time, as far as the competition on the track, people would have been throwing hands. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people calmed down with some of the great drink and food specials that they going on. They got going on on a daily basis. Monday, you got $15 unlimited fun pass. 50% off taco trios on Taco Tuesday. Winning Wednesday, you get half-price arcade games all day long. I haven't, it's been far too long. I haven't been in an arcade for far too damn long. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. We don't get to have too much fun as guys in our mid-30s, yeah, with, with young kids. But when we like to have fun, we go to Octane. Well, the good thing is when our kids are asking for cash to get into the, the arcade games, uh, you can save money on that on yeah. winning Wednesdays. Thursday's Big Bucket Thursday. $20 beer buckets tonight. Get out there. Have some fun. It's Octane Raceway and Mavericks. You got Super Bowl packages going on, too. They include food. You got game cards. You got laser tag and more. Check it out. Watch the big game at Mavericks with dozens of 4K TVs. 20-foot Jumbotron also. It's going to be set up 5,000 square feet of restaurant featuring chef-curated menu, craft beers, custom cocktails. Enjoy that Super Bowl experience at Mavericks. Book in advance at mavericks.com slash thebiggame. That's mavericks.com slash thebiggame. And enjoy your Super Bowl experience at Mavericks. Book in advance. Mavericks.com slash thebiggame. We got the GM Saul Bookman in the chat giving us some breaking news. Walk-ups are welcome tomorrow. It's a very exclusive list. You want to get out there. Dobson Ranch, we want everybody there as quickly as you can for the event that starts at 5.30 with us for Peaks. And hopefully all of you, we can't wait. We actually postponed our Friday show. We said we're going to do a bunch of shows early in the week so we can come and hang out at Dobson Ranch with our families Crack open some Four Peaks, have some good food. Check out the PHNX Suns crew. They're doing phenomenal work. The Suns may be struggling, but not PHNX Suns is the pre and post game. Are at Dobson Ranch tomorrow. Do not miss it. 
What a week we've had. It's been huge. Was this our most fun week maybe ever? It was our most fun. It's been our most watched. And a big thank you to everybody that's tuned in this week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much. Please spread the word. Check us out on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Of course, you want to check out all the other great shows going on at PHNX underscore sports. Check us out. Thank you so much for making this the biggest week for this show. We're extreme, extremely grateful for that. Thank you, everybody. We are absolutely so excited about what's in the future for the Arizona Cardinals. Please don't hire Vance Joseph and the co-GM tandem. Please don't do that. We deserve better. See you next week.